somebody lift up your voice and give Jesus the best praise you've given him. Now, as you well know, your pastor is part-time pastor, part-time comedian. So I was in the side getting, getting ready. I just came in from South America. Uh, I went in there for a one-day conference and traveled thousands of miles to go in part and come back. So this, this amazing, just hot-looking, beautiful, drop-dead, gorgeous young lady picked me up at the airport yesterday. And uh, yeah, it is what it is. And yeah, uh, and so we got, hi, gorgeous. So that's my wife of 32 years, by the way, just, just in case somebody starts growing. So we got a bite to eat. And then, so I, I barely slept in a couple of days, but I was cracking up because I'm back here ready to come out with the sermon notes and I'm ready to come out and I'm hearing y'all and I'm hearing some of, even some of our pastors here on stage and it sounded like somebody fell back. Fall back Sunday yesterday or whatever. And so we were going like, wow, the clocks, I thought you had one additional hour sleep, right? And it, no, it's, and people are like, so we want to just remove the lid here. I know it's the first service and we're more, a little bit more conservative, a little bit more introverted, not perverted, introverted. And so let's just make sure we do something right now. Just let's begin. When I count the three at your discretion, I just want to raise the roof and give Jesus the best praise. Now, why? Is that like an expression? You all need to know God is moving across the face of the planet. Wherever I go, the same message is resonating throughout Christendom. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're at the precipice of something amazing. You, I mean, you, I want you to envision God on his throne and then like his children coming to him and, and then just making the, the, the prayer of, of David and all of a sudden, arise, O God. Arise, O God. Psalm 68, verse 1. Arise, O God. And love, let all the enemies of righteousness be scattered. You're about to see God just go like, all right, let's do this. So at the count of three, I want you to shout like God just stood up in your family. And God just stood up in your marriage. And God just stood up in your community. And God just stood up in your health. Are you ready? Matter of fact, I want you to praise like this is the week that God will stand up. And every enemy of your destiny will scatter. One. Two, three, somebody shout like, hey, my homecoming. time welcome to our first service it's Sunday morning it's it's Sacramento California what heaven starts hell cannot stop is the name of the series it was the name of our conference we will continue with this series until Christmas time right before Christmas it's an amazing story of Elijah and Elijah my assignment meaning mine what God has ordained Pastor Samuel Rodriguez to accomplish in this season is to activate the Elijah's and Elijah's around the world that's our assignment so in this church, it's not a typical Sunday morning church service. 
We, we don't do kumbaya Christianity here. We, we don't do placating. We don't do political correct Christianity. We're coming in here because we're living in some precarious times. We're coming in here because we, without a doubt, this is officially not only cuckoo for Cocoa Puff season, all, you know, hell has released the Krakens. And we have seen darkness, 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 darkness. But even with all of that, God is still on the throne. The church is still alive and well. The Holy Spirit is still moving. And there is still power in the name of Jesus, right? So that's what ignites us to be here today. And we have been unfolding the narrative of this amazing legendary prophet named Elijah. We began with 1 Kings chapter 17. We're, and now we're in 18 today. We're going to introduce chapter 18. If you don't know who Elijah is, great prophet, one of the two most important prophets in the Old Covenant. How do we know that there were two most important? Because Jesus cross-referenced Moses and Elijah as the two most important. Now, this Elijah prophet was very, let's say, unconventional. Outside the norms of orthodoxy as it pertains to his presentation, his demeanor. Very courageous, but he struggled. He likewise had human frailties. So he fought with anxiety and depression. How about that? This is before all the commercials were out there for the pills you can take. So, so he didn't have that. You know, he, he just basically, he fought with that. He was human, yet he was holy. He was anointed and yet vulnerable. And, and does it sound like anyone, anyone here? Like the, the, those two things? And, and it's not like one cancels the other. They are part of the same collective reality. That's Elijah. So here it is. This guy is, we've covered a story for those that are here for the first time. Let me just, I just want to give you a synopsis. We're introduced to this man. He encounters the king of Israel, Ahab. Ahab, somebody say Ahab. So he encounters the king of Israel, Ahab, a just terrible man who was married to even a worse wife. And, and her name was what? Jezebel. We call her Jesse. So Ahab was married to Jesse. And um, all the Jesse's here, don't be offended here, please. So he's married to Jesse. She's like even worse. She's killing all the prophets. She's going around going, are you a prophet? Great, you're dead. Boom. So she kills all the prophets. He comes up. And he looks at the king and says, hey, king, here's the word. I'm tired of you serving your gods. I'm going to show you who God really is, the real God. Watch this. It's not going to rain until I say so. So his declaration, his prayerful declaration authorized by heaven prompted a drought. Three years, just <whistles> drought. Amazing. So then he goes and God hides him and actually prepares him. He goes, you know the story about the ravens. He ends up with, with a widow and her son, and they take care of him. And now, after three years, here, here comes the encounter. After three years of exile, this is what happens. Now the rest of the story in the words of Paul Harvey, 1 Kings 18. Later on, in the third year of the drought, the Lord said to Elijah, go and present yourself to King Ahab and tell him that I will send rain. Soon the rain will come. So Elijah went to appear before Ahab. Meanwhile, the famine had become very severe in Samaria. So Ahab summoned Obadiah, who was in charge of the palace. Obadiah was the devout father of the Lord. What does this mean? The guy in charge of the palace was a closet believer. There was a closet believer. See, he's serving King Ahab and Jezebel. They serve another god. They don't serve the god of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. They're worshiping Baal. So Obadiah was a closet believer. We're about to see the closet believers come out of the closet. 
Very few people ever focus on Obadiah. I'm going to focus on Obadiah for a moment here. We're about to see the Obadiahs. God has placed you strategically in areas that are counter to our Christian worldview, that are counter to righteousness and justice, truth and love. But he placed you there. And you're asking God, why am I in this hostile environment? Why am I in an environment where everything around me is just counter to who I am in Christ? And God says, because I am about to use you in that environment. That, that environment is not going to change you. But I'm going to use you to change the environment around you. I am releasing that word upon someone here. God's going to use the anointing on you to influence the people around you. You, you will be the greatest influence where you are. Somebody say amen. You, so Obadiah, this guy was a closet believer. Today we would call him a closet Christian. He, he was there. And here it is. Once when Jezebel had tried to kill all the Lord's prophets, Jezebel, oh, Jesse, you're so sweet. Obadiah had hidden 100 of them in two caves. He put 50 prophets in each cave, one in Granite Bay and one in Lodi. Ahab said to Obadiah, we must check every spring and valley. There's a pivot here in the land to see if we can have enough grass to save our horses. So there's a drought for three years. The king looks at Obadiah and says, I can't lose my horses. His priority were horses. Of course, politicians are great. So, so, he, so, so he goes out there. His priority is to feed the horses, not the people who are dying from the drought, right? So they go out there. They divided the land. So he goes, Obadiah, look for a source of water. I'll go this way. You go that way. As Obadiah was walking along, he suddenly saw... Elijah, coming towards him, Obadiah recognized him at once and bowed low to the ground and said, is it really you, my Lord, Elijah? Yes, it is, Elijah said. And here it comes. Woo. Now go tell your master, go tell King Ahab, Elijah is here. That's a boss right there. No, you, you, you got to put this in perspective. You'll get it in a second. Oh, sir, Obadiah protested, what harm have I done to you that you're sending me to die in the hands of Ahab? For I swear by the Lord your God that the king has searched, I swear, he swore, that, the, that the king has searched every nation and every kingdom on this planet to find you. And each time he was told, Elijah isn't here. And the king would force the king of that nation to swear the truth to that claim. They were looking for you, buddy. And it wasn't for a cuddle. And now you say, go tell him, the man who has been, that man and his wicked wife have been looking for you for three years. And they didn't want to cuddle with you. They've been looking for you. They killed the rest of your prophets. I was able to hide a hundred in two different caves. Now you want me to tell them, to tell him that you're here. Yeah, right. And then verse 11, go tell your master I'm here. And then Obadiah says, but, you know, as soon as I leave you, the spirit of the Lord will carry you away to who knows where. Obadiah is saying, how about this? I could leave, right, to do what you're telling me to do. You're fine because, like, the Holy Ghost got you. He'll protect you. You got the Holy Ghost protection clause. He'll pick you up and take you somewhere. Yet, 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 I've been a true servant of the Lord all my life. Look what I've done for the prophets, and yet I am gonna, he's going to end up killing me, verse 14. Verse 15, Elijah says, I swear by the Lord God that this is the day. In other words, hey, Obadiah, chill out, relax, drop it. This is the day I'm going to meet your king. So just tell him I'm here and you're not going to die. And here it is. So Obadiah went to tell Ahab that Elijah had come, and Ahab went out to meet him. And here's the verse. 
when Ahab saw him. Three years of not seeing him. The guy who ushered in the drought almost destroyed his system. Here it is. King Ahab looks at the prophet and says this. Is it really you, you troublemaker of Israel? So I want to speak to you in the subject matter. I have about 22 minutes here. I am here. Actually, last 17 minutes. I am here. Here comes trouble. I need you to touch your neighbor and tell him, I am here. And tell your other neighbor, here comes trouble. Tell your other neighbor, no, I am here. Here comes trouble. I am here. Somebody say, I am here. Say, no, say it like, like you are Elijah coming out and say, I am here. The first point is, I am here. Elijah replied, go tell him Elijah's here. I am here. Three dangerous words. Three life-altering words. Three words, the enemy of your God-ordained purpose, your Christ-purchased destiny, and your spirit-empowered faith does not want to hear come out of your mouth. I am after three years of exile, after three years of Ahab and Jezebel looking for him, and it wasn't for a cuddle, Elijah steps out from under the shadow to declare what? He showed up and he said what? So here it is. Do you want everything to change around you? Do you want to be more than an inspiration? Do you want to see transformation? Are you tired of going around in the desert of mediocrity and conformity? This is for someone here. Do you want real, measurable, and permanent change? It begins with one simple step. You have to show up. You must show up. In your family, you must show up. With your children, you must show up. In your church, you must show up. In this culture, you must show up. In the next school board meeting, you must show up. In the things that matter most to you, you must show up. Every generation's success or failure hinges upon when God's children show up. When God's people show up, everything changes. Let me repeat that. When God's people show up, everything changes. When God's people show up, everything changes. History is made by men and women who dare to show up. When the Israelites stood captive in Egypt, Moses showed up. When it was time to occupy the promised land, Joshua showed up. When the marauders stole the harvest, Gideon showed up. When the Babylonians demanded the worship of a false ideology, the Hebrew boys showed up. And when heaven required a perfect, holy sacrifice for the forgiveness of your sins and my sins. Jesus showed up. How many are grateful? How many are grateful that Jesus showed up? It's time to show up. I said it's time to show up. Now, now I need to just put a little footnote here. It's important to know that if you have your iPhone, take it out. Or your Android. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop making Android jokes. I'm tired of the hate emails. Pastor Sam, you discriminate against Android phones. What's, what's your problem with Androids? It's an Android. That's my problem. It's just not Apple. All right, just take out your phones. I, I, need, to make, I need to make something clear here. Don't get offended with this. In the age of that, in the age of what you have in your hands, in the age of this iPad right here, in the age of technology, even... What's emerging is now artificial intelligence and virtual reality in the next five years. The world's about to change even more radically with nanotechnology, virtual reality, and artificial intelligence. 
things are about to change. You're, things are going to go crazy even to the next level. In the age of so many technological distractions, showing up no longer means physical presence. Because he can be physically present and not show up. You ever been at a dinner table with some people who have been on your phones? And even though they are physically there, they're not there. If you've been there, raise your hand. If you're single and you're dating and you go to a date and that happens, you don't even need to pray. Don't do the Lord give me a word. Is this the guy for me? Is this the girl for me? If that person is more obsessed with their phone than they are with your face, that's not the person for you. You can be physically present and distracted. You can be showing up requires you to be present physically, spiritually, emotionally, intellectually, and even financially. The prophet Elijah teaches us that there will never be change unless we show up first. Change begins when you show up. Life begins when you show up. The culture will change when the church shows up. It's time to show up. Somebody say, it's time to show up. Oh, man, I'm, I sense something powerful here. But just, just, just like Elijah had many forces that did not want him to show up. There are hostile thoughts and spiritual principalities that do not want you to show up. COVID does not want you to show up. Fear does not want you to show up. Depression does not want you to show up. Anxiety does not want you to show up. Your past does not want you to show up. Sin does not want you to show up. There are, believe it or not, whether you believe it or not, it's real. There are demons, legions, principalities, and powers of darkness. Evil rulers in the high places, Ephesians 6, 12, that do not want you to show up. But praise be the Lord. I feel it on a Sunday morning, just like Elijah, driven by the spirit of the living God. This is not just any other day. This is not like the day of fall back whatever day. This is not just any day. This is the day where you are about to utter the same words that Elijah uttered close to 2,800 years ago. You're about to look at every one of your haters, every force that stood up against you, every lie of the enemy. You're about to look at all the hell that you've been through. I feel the Lord. I, you're about to look at every hostile force, every adversarial reality, every pain you suffered, all the hell you've been through, every war you have fought, every battle you have survived, every valley you have called through, and every flood you had to overcome, and you're about to open up your mouth, and just like Elijah, you're about to say, I, somebody prays like you're here. Somebody lift up your hand like you're here. Worship like you're here. Shout like you're here. Rejoice like you're here. Somebody say, I am here. I am here. They thought they got rid of me. They thought they would never see me again. They thought my best days were behind me. They talked about me. They trolled me. They posted about me. They canceled me. I am here. Somebody praise like you're here. Raise your right hand. Repeat after me. This is called the Elijah moment. Say, repeat after me. Just repeat it. Say, hey, COVID. I am here. Hey, depression. I am here. 
Hey, anxiety, I am here. Hey, temptation, I am here. Hey, failure, I am here. Hey, sin, I'm here. Hey, generational curses, I am here. Hey, suicidal thoughts, I am here. Hey, abuse, I am here. Hey, old me, I am here. Hey, hell, I am right here. Somebody praise like you made it. Praise like you shouldn't be here, but the blood of Jesus says you are here. Praise like you should never have made it here, but the will of God said you are here. Anybody here? By the grace of God, I am what I am, and I'm here. 1 Corinthians 15, 10. Paul said that. By the grace of God, I'm here. By the grace of God, I'm here. You try to get rid of me. You thought I was never going to be seen again. Ooh, if you would only... This, that, that, this is your season. You, this is your, you're about to come out and just like with the spirit of Elijah, you're about to emerge and say, and the world's going, but where have you been? And you go, no, where have you been? I am here. I've been crucified with Christ. Me and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the body, I live by the faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20, I am here. You're here, you're here, you're here. You're here. You're here, you're here, you're here, you're here. The holy courage to look at everything that attempted to hold you back, to sit you down, to shut you up, and keep you away from living out God's holy and beautiful purpose in your life. Enough to open up your mouth today and shout, Oh, wow, I don't know if you understand that. Some of you have been, some of us have been through hell. Some of us have been through some of the most difficult seasons of our lives. Some of us have lost loved ones in this pandemic. Some of us have lost so many things. Some of us have lost our hair, and I'm not, I'm not pointing to anyone here right now. Some of us have pointed to, and, and yet you're here. Why are you here? Why did God permit you to be around? You think you're alive by coincidence? You think you made it here because, oh, you had the, oh, I took a lot of vitamin D, and that's why I'm around here right now, because somehow that's what made, it was zinc. Zinc did it. The zinc did it, I promise you. You know why you're here? Because God has a purpose. I feel the Lord. You know why you're here? Because God has a purpose that hell cannot stop. I wish you would get this right now. God has a purpose for you that hell cannot stop. God has a purpose for you that Jezebel cannot stop. God has a purpose for you that Ahab cannot stop. God has a purpose, I'm going to say it, for you and your children and your children's children and your children's 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 children that Baal cannot stop. Somebody shout, I am here. I am here. I am here. So pray like you're here and shout like you're here and live like you're here. Give like you're here. Serve like you're here. So why are you here? Why are you here? By the way, I'm not just here to occupy space. Why are you here? To I'm not here to post on social media. I'm not here to take selfies. And I'm not here to whine about the world. I'm here to, you and I, I'm here. When I say I, this is your eye and my eye. I'm here to pray down heaven and crash the gates of hell. Look one more time. This is a little bit more interactive than usual Sunday morning. I wish I had a hanky. 
George, where are you, George? Hey, somebody find George on my behalf, please. And, and just look at your neighbor that you like the most. Look at your neighbor, please. And tell your neighbor, neighbor? Oh, thank you. Yep, and you're getting married. Yep. I know what he'll be saying next week. I am here. Uh, raise your right hand. Just to say it. I'm here to do the will of God. Live out the word of God. And walk perfectly in the way that is God. Jesus Christ. I'm here to live an abundant life. I sense the Lord right now. Some of us have been all joking aside. We've been through so much hell. Just the fact that you dare to come out. And this is a coming out season. For you to say, I'm here. You try to stop here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm going to say, I'm going to raise my, my own hand and say, I'm here to live an abundant life. The life that Jesus purchased for me. I'm here to thrive through the finished work of Jesus. I'm going to raise both hands now. Watch this. I'm here to see my entire family saved. I'm here to occupy all of God's promises. Oh, somebody should repeat that. I feel the Lord there. I'm here to occupy all of God's promises. One more time. I'm here to occupy not some of God's promises, but all of God's promises. <laughs> I'm here to show you Ahab, show you Jezebel, show you Baal, that the old, and even show the old version of me that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I am here. I am here, I'm here, I'm here. Let the church, let the church arise with the spirit of Elijah. That through the finished work of Christ is now the spirit of the risen Christ, Romans 8, 11. Let the church arise and say, we're here. We have to stop hiding as Christians. We have to stop being in this sort of clandestine, somewhere outside the margins row where we don't dare to come out and just confront with love. and This idea, Jesus went through an I am here moment. Herod was out to kill him just like Ahab and Jezebel were out to kill Elijah. There came a moment where they said the same thing. And then Jesus said this in Luke 13, 32, his I am here moment. Oh, they're looking for me? They're telling, telling me to stop doing what I'm doing? Go tell that fox. So I... I, I Every time we hear this, this version of Jesus, oh, Jesus is all love. He was, but he was a truth teller. This, 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 we got to stop. We got to put things in, in sound balance. He was love, but Jesus told people off when he needed to tell people off. I'm, no, I'm tired of this hippie depiction of Jesus floating on a cloud, looking like Fabio, walking around, going like, oh, it's okay, it's okay. The Jesus I serve is love, but he's the one that flipped the tables. He's, he's the one that said, go tell that fox, I'm going to continue to preach. I'm going to continue to heal the sick, for on the third day, my work will be done. Somebody say, I am here. If you're a believer, raise one hand. If you're part of the collective church, raise both hands. We are here to lay hands on the sick and cast out demons. We are here to declare that Jesus is the only way. 
We are here to preach the word in and out of season. We are here to confront every lie with the truth. We are here to replace hatred with love. We are here to change the world. If you agree with that, raise both hands. We are here. 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 Troublemaker. You're a 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 troublemaker. You're a, here comes trouble. Here comes trouble. Every demon in Sacramento is going to say, here comes trouble. When you walk into Temple Coffee, they're going to say, the spiritual powers are going to say, here comes trouble. When you walk to, when you step into Whole Foods, they're going to say, here comes trouble. Are you with me right now? Here comes trouble in the book of Acts. In the book of Acts, do you know what the politicians said about the disciples? They were troublemakers. Wherever they stepped in, they would start trouble. Oh, absolutely. I believe we're about to see a church of troublemakers rise up in Los Angeles and in Sacramento, but even around the world. Are there any holy troublemakers in the house? We're done. I'm done. All right. We're finished. Are there any questions? Are there any questions? All the troublemakers, raise your hands. You know what troublemakers are? People that won't tolerate the status quo. Pastor, but I don't want to be called names. It is what it is. They crucified Jesus. Get over yourself. You can't handle a name call. Jesus handled the cross and you're a Christian and you can't handle somebody calling you names. You get offended because somebody called you names. You get offended because somebody said something that offended you. If you if those words hurt you, the cross was on Jesus to carry your sins. Get up. When we, when we preach what the Bible says about biblical sexuality, they're going to call you a troublemaker. When we tell the world that every life is sacred from the moment of conception to the day they die, they're going to call you a troublemaker. When you say that all racism comes from the pit of hell, they're going to call you a troublemaker. When you fight for righteousness and justice, truth and love, they're going to call you a troublemaker. When you dare to open up your mouth and say, you have identity. Jesus is your identity. They're going to call you a troublemaker. Are there any troublemakers in the house on a Sunday morning? All the troublemakers, please stand up. All the troublemakers, please praise up. All the troublemakers, please shout up. All the Look at your neighbor and tell him, here comes trouble. Here comes trouble. Believe it or not, I know this will be surprising for many of you. Pastor Sam, growing up, was a very hyper kid. I know. I know. I know. I know what you're thinking. Shocking. Shocking. My mom, 
would tell you. You could, you could DM her on Facebook. She's there all day. So, so Pastor Sam, as a kid, I was known as trouble. I would walk into any setting, and I was the troublemaker. Not because I was a brat. I was just, I grew up watching Batman, the old school. Star Trek Batman. So the whole powwow, the old school, the King James version of Batman. Not the new watered down. So I grew up as a kid. Everywhere I went, I saw somebody know. Boom, boom, boom. There's videos of me beating up my grandmother. True story. Not in some crazy way, no. Yeah, that was me. So it was good. It's a trouble. The reputation of you walking, of being known. Oh, no. That person walks in, they're never going to tolerate the status quo. If it's out of alignment, the king said, oh, no. Here comes the troublemaker. You, all you do is make trouble for the king who worshiped the false god, for an ideology that went counter to the will of God. He was a troublemaker to Jezebel and Ahab and Baal. Yeah, that's us. That's us. What are we going to do? What do you want to do? Oh, I know some of y'all thinking, you're all thinking, I want to give Ahab, we should win Ahab over by giving him a mani-pedi. We should be that. Because the world we're living in requires us to just, Elijah never hugged Ahab. And I'm not talking about people. We love all people. But we're talking about confronting spiritual principalities, ideologies, systems of men that run counter to the word of God. I want to give the devil a mani-pedi. I want to give... No, here comes trouble. Oh, wow. This is, this is late. Come up here. The, the young lady that picked me up. trouble oh yeah <laughs> you have the phone Alicia oh. quickly 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 um, I haven't talked to this to, to this couple you all know them Alicia and Jim Hart remember them they used to preach a lot here from Omaha Nebraska she was an ESPN reporter she was the LA ESPN reporter had a Christ encounter and it's a pastor's wife and a great speaker in her own right she's a pastor so she's not knowing what I'm gonna preach I wrote this in the past 24 hours. She sends a text to Pastor Ava. So the Lord's telling me, Samuel, everywhere I go, he's telling me the same thing. You need to activate the Elijahs and Elijahs. You've got to go against the current current. You've got to go against the current current. The current of the world is not my current. And go against the current. Go against the current, Sam. Go against the current. And even, even if people send you hate mails, even uh, they're going to threaten. I'm doing movies in Hollywood, as you all know. I'm doing series on certain streaming platforms. You're about to see movies coming out next year that you're and with major secular studios. So part of Sam, I'm being very honest, part of me says when I preach like this, somebody can be watching, and I may lose a contract, and I, I may lose this on this network. And I'm supposed to be at a major network, one of the top three in the next two weeks. 
And, and I go, if I preach like this, I may, I may lose. And, but the Holy Spirit says, what, boy, I didn't make you to think about what you Do you think that I'm worried about you losing a contract? First of all, what I give you, there's not a demon in hell that can take it away. And the doors that I open, nothing can stop. But it's way beyond me and my concerns. So I'm, God says, go. Then she gets this crazy thing. Real quick, man, we, we're really behind the eight ball here. If you want to read it, it's up there because we substantiate it. So it's not hype. Completely verifiable. She comes up and says, crazy. I haven't, we haven't talked to them in so long. And, and they go, oh, pa Pastor Ava. She had a dream. She sent me a long, long text. Out. That's not here. She had a dream that she was ministering at her place in another state. And um, they took her to eat. And they, she wanted to go somewhere. But they kept insisting, you got to go, go to Eddie's. Go to Eddie's. Go to Eddie's. She's like, but I'm hungry. I want to eat now. It's a long line. No, go to Eddie's. We got to go to Eddie's. We got to go to Eddie's. As she goes into Eddie's, she sees a bag. And the bag says, welcome to Eddie's by Samuel Rodriguez. And she says, is that Pastor Sam? says, yes, that is Pastor Sam. This is his restaurant. They're all over the world now. They're popping up everywhere. But they were called so, Eddie. Eddie. So, so she looked at the definition so of Eddie. The spelling of Eddie was specific in her dream. And, and it was E-D-D-Y, e right? So she, she, she thinks, oh, Pastor Sam, who's a, you know, is an entrepreneur, he's going to start restaurants. I don't know, right? I'm not into the restaurant thing unless somebody want to come into, I mean, if you want to talk. I mean, let's talk. If you, that's your thing. Because we can... So uh, that's not, so all of a sudden, she, something, the Spirit of God tells her, you know, go to, you know, deeper due diligence. So she Googles Eddie. This is the definition of Eddie. And Eddie is a current of water or air running contrary to the main current. <laughs> so she writes back and says, it just hit me. I just found out. Here it is, Pastor Sam. The Eddies are going to invade the nation. Pastor Sam will be utilized by current of water, symbolic of the Holy Spirit, running contrary to the main current, which means the world, today's norms in society. How about that? What am I telling you? We're about to see an explosion of counter-current people in the name of Jesus with the spirit of Elijah that dare to step out and say, I, somebody shout, I am here. Somebody praise like you're here. Worship like you're here. Rejoice like you're here.